This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is sponsored by ExtremeTerrain.com. For years, ExtremeTerrain.com has been providing Jeepers around the world with the most accurate and reliable information available for making decisions regarding the purchase of Jeep parts. And now they've done something no other Jeep site has ever done. Stay tuned later in the show to see how you can get in on this once-in-a-lifetime giveaway of two Jeep Wranglers to one lucky winner and to hear details about an event you won't want to miss. Episode 294, August 17th, 2017. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. Looking for a way to support the show? Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. And a small fraction from anything you purchase using that link will go to the Jeep Talk Show. If you like what you hear or have gotten any benefit from what we do here, then please consider giving back. That's jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. More leaks. Okay, I'm not talking about the JK Freedom Top here. What I am talking about, though, is long-awaited Jeep pickup. And there's been more teaser photos leaked this week. We've seen pictures of the disguised Jeep Wrangler pickup before, but it's an exciting thing, so we're happy to show more leaked, fi- more leaked pictures of it when we get them. Now, this picture is from inside an FCA facility, which is why some of the background around the Jeep is obscured. So far, we've only seen four-door crew cab versions of the pickup. Personally, I'd like to see a smaller two-door single cab version, but it's not clear if that's even in the cards yet or not. Up until now, we've just been calling it a Wrangler pickup, though I'm wondering, nay, hoping that they'll decide to go with an older Jeep name. I know, I know. Now, you've heard me go on and on about how much I hate that FCA has regurgitated the name badges of some iconic Jeeps in the recent rebirth of some new designs. Now, if Jeep does it again, I hope they do it right for once and call this the Scrambler. Now, the idea that it will be called a Scrambler has been speculated about a great deal online. But so far, we've got not gotten any official confirmation as to what it's going to be called. Also, a stripe kit that would be very, very good idea. Maybe that wood slat side thing in the back. Hmm. Some retro 70s color schemes and a mullet, mullet for every new owner. Okay, <laughs> maybe that last part's going too far. In any case, everyone is getting mighty anxious for the release of this new Jeep. Well, a Jeep smashes into a hospital emergency room. Yeah, not exactly the headline that you like to hear. Now, what started off as a domestic disturbance turned into a scene right out of recent headlines as a driver of a Jeep Wrangler crashed through the emergency room lobby lobby doors at Sacred Heart Hospital in Pensacola. The driver of the Jeep, identified as Kevin Pryor, who's 25 years old, will face charges stemming from the accident, police say. The first 911 call came in around 1.04 a.m. Police say that the Jeep's driver told his female passenger to, quote, hold on as he smashed through the doors of the hospital. Her injuries, allegedly due to being beaten by the driver of the Jeep, was the reason for the drive to the hospital to begin with. I guess probably part of the charges that he's facing as well. After the crash, the driver got out of the Jeep, tried to leave, at times even lunging and lurking at the hospital staff. That's when the passenger started to start screaming for help. Hospital employees stopped him, wrestled him to the ground, and helped him until police arrived, got to her, and the woman in the vehicle was injured but is expected to recover. Big thanks to all of you guys who continue to help us out each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you got something you think we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories, well, make sure to let us know by sending an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. I can't believe you didn't say, hold my beer. <laughs> I was waiting for, waiting for that. Here, I'm going to try something here. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, reports are allegedly this guy beat the S out of his girlfriend or, or wife or whatever. Jeez. I guess got to the point of where her injuries were so bad or whatever. You know, fine, I'll drive you to the hospital or whatever. I, I don't know. 
Um, and then maybe something happened, an argument on the way to the hospital. Things got even worse heated, or maybe she was just in such bad condition, he decided to you know, have some front door service, if you will. I, I don't know exactly what happened. I'm sure that some details will come out as the investigation continues. But, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, this is just a, a tragic incident. It really is. And, and uh, Tammy, I don't know if you uh, can see the Jeep or not. And I'm not saying there's a direct correlation. I'm just pointing this out as a point of interest. It's a black Rubicon JKU. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Takes all kinds, right? And, it's you know, actually it was actually um, a red Jeep, and it had one of those special <laughs> Jeep wraps on it because you know they're black or white. So. Oh, gee, that's a good uh, good try, um, but nobody buys it. Uh, so uh, yeah, guys, don't. I mean, if you gotta hit the woman, just get away from her. Uh, you know, don't hit. Just it's 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 stupid. I mean, I mean, I know there's some out there that are bigger than we are, but Still, it's just, you know, just like your mom and daddy taught you, don't, don't hit women. There's no reason to. Uh, yeah, I public know service. That, uh, I know that this yeah. last story, like I <laughs> mentioned, kind of came out of some uh, headlines in recent news. And because of recent news, I want to take the moment to uh, let you guys know our thoughts and prayers are going out to everybody in Barcelona who's affected yes. by this latest terrorist attack. Thank you for that. I have a tendency to not focus on those things because it really pisses me off. Um, just senseless indeed yep. senseless violence well hey guys uh, something that is not senseless coming up here later in the show tammy's got the list of signs that you guys are going to need to know to determine if you have what's called obsessive jeep disorder yes it's a thing <laughs> well <laughs> if you got a jeep you know it is uh so <laughs> we're doing two great episodes a week now the jeep talk show and the jeep talk call-in show tammy and i interview a guest and you can call in and join the conversation Join us live every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time. Just go to youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Our latest guest, Maggie Baugh, she told me it's like the, the sound a Jeep, uh, not a Jeep, a, a sheep makes. She makes. Uh-huh. A Jeep makes would be pretty good. <laughs> uh, so uh, she was on episode 51. And uh, uh, Tammy, I just got to say, since you weren't there, I haven't I seen <laughs> anyone so excited right. about a Jeep. Well, Oh, I know. I was listening since, to that. Since Josh and She's- I spoke to you for the first time. Yeah, she's really excited. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's only had it since March, so it is really new to her. So uh, Maggie lives, le- <laughs> oh, gee. loves her Jeep and her music. It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. The thing about Jeep is it's like a, a Swiss Army knife. They transform it into a completely different car. It's crazy, and I loved it. I love the fact that I could, like, put places put pieces places and like you get like like in, in uh trucks you can't really do that like you can get a cool bumper you can get like led like headlights but then other than that you can't really do anything this catch me if you can song i don't know what it is about some songs you hear it just kind of sticks with you uh it, it has that hook i don't know if that's what it's called in the business it has a it's one of yeah, those that's good job oh good so are they playing this on the on the air or is it just available uh online right now it's available on iTunes, Spotify. I think I have my own Pandora station too, which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, you can basically get it anywhere. It's on my website. Um, already out. So. Sure. Yeah. So you have a JKU 2016. Now the most important thing is, what's the color? Granite. So that would that would kind of be black, wouldn't it? No, no, not <laughs> yes. black. Well, let me let me tell you this. It's not red. So. I'm sorry. That wasn't the answer we were looking for, Maggie. <laughs> Maggie was a great guest and very energetic. I think that the laptop was actually sitting on her bed, and she was bouncing around so much, the picture was, was bouncing with her. <laughs> so, oh, well, it sounded like she was a good sport, too. Oh, very took much a little so. Bit of, uh, took a little bit of ribbing and stuff. That's great. Sounds like an awesome interview. Can't wait to, uh, for you guys to tell us what you think about that. Yep. So find out more about Maggie and her music at MaggieBaugh.com and just check our show notes for that web address because, you know, it can be a little confusing at times, especially when you're trying to listen, have a good time, and write stuff down at the same time. So coming up on episode 52 of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show, Kevin with Just Add Mud Off-Road is going to be with us. And remember, that's this coming Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time on YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. You know, follow us on social media and you'll always know where to find uh, when the show is and uh, where exactly to watch it. You know, there are some pies that I used to make when I was seven years old that had those same instructions. Just add mud. (laughs) Just add mud. (laughs) It was kind of greedy when you ate a bit into it, though. 
You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Oh, you most certainly are, you lucky listener, you. And the Jeep Talk Show is just one of the many proud members of the 4x4 Radio Network. Who is the 4x4 Radio Network, you might ask? Well, just head over to 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, and, of course, the Trail Chasers podcast, too. Hey, I was talking uh, with Cody on uh, Skype, uh, just chatting with him on Skype, uh, texting, and uh, he says he's getting everything back together for the show. So uh, the, I guess you could say the band's getting back together. So we should, ah, that's cool. we should be seeing more uh, Trail Chaser interviews coming out uh, very, very soon. And hopefully me broadcasting this on the show is going to force him into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, on, I know Cody. he's been busy <laughs> with his, his sweet oh, little, little girl. girl. Yeah, 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 a lot of people. That's what duct tape and TV is for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, gee. A long time parent there. Uh, hey, does the uh, Jeep Talk Show make you smile? Well, of course it does. Show us on Instagram. Follow us on Inst- Instagram. Uh, then mention us in your picture and say what we did to make you smile. In other words, we want a picture of you smiling. So, uh, you know, I th- the reason why we're doing this is um, <laughs> Cindy C24 gave us a, a nice smile on Instagram tonight. There she is. Go over there and contact Cindy. And that C is in Charlie. 24 and uh oh cindy did you bring enough ice cream for everyone i didn't think so so go over there and give cindy a hard time and uh give us a nice smile on instagram shut up and listen so shut up you don't shut up hey shut up and listen it's time for wrangler talk it's time for g mama so all of us jeepers we have the saying, it's called, it's a Jeep thing. And we get it. And we say it a lot to our non-Jeep friends and family. And we love our Jeeps. Our Jeeps make us happy. Our Jeeps are like part of the family. And for some of us, our Jeeps have changed our lives. But how do you know if you have obsessive Jeep or disorder? How do you know if your Jeep is an obsession? My name is Tammy. And I have OJD, Obsessive Jeep Disorder. Hi, Tammy. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) So one or more of these things that I'm going to list will tell you that you have OJD. And that's okay because you're not alone. You're part of this big, wonderful family. So these are the top 10 signs of Obsessive Jeep Disorder. And they're in no particular order. You're sad when you're not with your Jeep. Number two, you get angry when your Jeep wave doesn't get returned. Um, You ask the hostess, and I think Tony does this a lot, you ask the hostess (laughs) at the restaurant to seat you at a table by the window so you can keep an eye on your Jeep. Um, You're constantly buying Jeep parts, whether they are serious modifications or just silly little accessories just to get your Jeep parts fixed. Um, I do this one a lot. You're constantly opening the door to your garage to make sure your Jeep is okay. (laughs) Make sure no one (laughs) stole it. I do that constantly. Um, You have more pictures of your Jeep on your social media sites than you do have of your kids. Um, You park next to any Jeep you see, no matter how far you need to walk to get to your destination. You think about your Jeep even when you're not driving it. And these um, last two come from Steve 4.3 LXJ. Did I say that right? Yeah. Um, You have a pile of worn Jeep park catalogs in the bathroom for serious reading. (laughs) And you also have a pile of tool catalogs so you can install the pile of Jeep parts from the pile of Jeep park catalogs. So um, anyway, those are some signs that you are you have obsessive Jeep disorder. I know Tony, you mentioned another one earlier that I thought we should add to the list, and now I don't remember what it was. Uh, I think it well, uh, the last one that I mentioned was, do you have a, a podcast and or blog about Jeeps? Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> that would be yep. an obsessive Jeep disorder. Uh, yes. No, I, I told you the one about sitting in the restaurant so you can monitor your Jeep to make sure, to sure nobody's messing with it uh, while right, you're enjoying exactly. your meal. And uh, let's see, that's, that's the only two that come to mind right now. Josh, do you have any uh, uh, obsessive Jeep disorders that you can uh, think of? 
Uh, yes, it's uh, constantly the the curiosity about wanting to know about this or that or the other thing that's anything Jeep related, and and then delving <laughs> deeply into hours upon hours of research uh, to to fill my brain cavity with such information. Oh, I know right. of I know of one. There's memes about this. Uh, always parking next to a Jeep whenever you have the opportunity. Yep, I believe that was in the list. Yeah. Oh, yep. was it? Yeah. See, once again, you weren't listening to me, Tony. Nope, I was uh, working, <laughs> working the board here. Yeah, really. I saw, no, and it, I, actually, I saw Clyde join, and I went, oh, crap, I got I to get the uh, JTS Live uh, uh, thing up on the bottom of the screen. Oh, I yeah, forgot so to start can that. tweet. Yeah. <laughs> so Clyde can tweet. Hey, if you're out there right now, tweet what you think is an obsessive Jeep disorder oh, um, good idea. condition, and just hashtag Jeep Talk or JTS Live, and it will be on the bottom of the screen down here, and you can read it. So, um, coming up later in the show, Josh has some information for those with a four liter and low oil pressure. Which is kind of normal. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> we'll find out. I don't, yeah, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away, but there's bit. about, there's like 5,000 posts on, on forums across the world. <laughs> <laughs> I got five PSI. What's wrong with my motor? <laughs> well, we'll get into it. <laughs> hey, you guys have been hearing over the last couple of weeks us talk about Extreme Terrain's unprecedented giveaway of two brand new and super built 2018 Jeep Wrangler JLs. If you missed it, be sure to go to ExtremeTerrain.com slash win for all the info and how to enter. Now, if that wasn't enough, XT is holding one of the biggest and baddest Jeep events in the nation, and they do it twice a year. Join Extreme Terrain at Jeeps at the Farm, a one-day event of pure Jeeping. Jeep enthusiasts will be able to take part in a wide range of events such as challenging and fun obstacle courses that contain a mud bog and a rock garden section. Talk about double your pleasure. And if your Jeep has the clearance and the tires to go over just about anything, then you will have the chance to flex it out and show it off in the car crush section. That's something you don't get in your daily commute. Car crushing Jeeps, a huge show and shine, awards, a mud pit for everyone, a beer and wine garden, food, live music, it just doesn't stop. Who could ask for more? If you love Jeeps, then you have to get out to this event. It all happens Saturday, August 19th at the Shady Brook Farm off of Stony Hill Road in Yardley, Pennsylvania. That's this weekend, Jeepers. For more information, head to ExtremeTerrain.com, and we'll be sure to have the direct link for this event in the show notes for this episode. So I'm thinking that's like winning the lottery if you work at uh, Extreme Terrain and uh, the boss comes up to you and says, Hey, we'd like to put together a shindig. Uh, would you mind uh, you know, getting a mud pit and uh, all <laughs> Just going through the list and and, and no, I did I, that happens to me. I do. Oh, nope, nope, Jeez, I'm so bummed. I want to go so bad. Yeah, that's amazing. That sounds great. Yeah, uh, yeah it would we be have nice to go if, to we have to go to the Outer Banks. So. It, it would be nice if somebody there from uh, Jeep Talk Show or somebody listening to the Jeep Talk Show was uh, going to go and maybe could uh, collect some uh, some video, some audio for us. I think that would be almost as good as a Jeep Fest. <laughs> so that's that's just amazing. That sounds really, really nice. You got tech questions? Oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I can, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Uh, what are we going to call this? How about Under Pressure? <laughs> All right, don't worry. This isn't a poorly done cover of a Queen song, but it does have to do with an email we got recently about uh, asking about oil pressure on a 2001 XJ Cherokee. Colby writes in, I says, he says, I have a blue, unfortunately not red, 2001 Jeep Cherokee. Her name is Abby. It keeps losing oil pressure, but only when it's good and warm. I have replaced the oil pump along with oil pickup screen, oil sending unit twice with Mopar parts, and heads have been worked on. Pressure is fine at startup and it holds pressure while driving. Once the motor is good and warm and I come to a stop, the pressure slowly starts to drop, then holds at the first gauge mark. Then it drops to no pressure at all, and the check engine light comes on. Give it gas, and the pressure, pressure registers on the gauge again. Drive down the road, and pressure holds steady. The pump is a high-flow welling pump. Jeep is stock and has about 197,000 miles on it. Any thoughts? If you need more info, let me know. Thanks for your help, and I enjoy the podcast. Well, first off, Kobe, thanks for writing in. Sounds like there could be multiple issues going on, but having low oil pressure on Jeeps could be hard to troubleshoot if the problem isn't something obvious, like a hole in the block or oil pan. But before we get to troubleshooting, let's establish a baseline. On most 4-liter inline-six engines, the cold startup oil pressure will be around 60 PSI or so at startup. At operating temps at idle, you shouldn't be dropping below 13 PSI. 
While driving, you should be around 25 to 50 PSI depending on your RPMs, oil viscosity, and engine load. 75 PSI is the max for the 4-liter inline sixes. Okay, now that we know where we're supposed to be, let's figure out how to get there. This is a common problem with these engines, especially in the Cherokees for some reason. Now, part of the issue is that the 4-liter likes to leak as it gets older. Some of the leaks can be pretty bad, too. The usual suspects are the oil filter adapter O-rings. This is where the right-angle adapter mounts to the side of the engine block and what you screw your oil filter into. Then there's the oil pan and valve cover gaskets. You know where those are. And the one of the most common is the rear main seal, located between the back of the block and the transmission. Now, any combination of these leaks can cause oil pressure issues, but may not be the culprit in Colby's case. Another option could be the head, but Colby's mentioned that some head work has already been done. We're not sure exactly what that entailed. Now, it could have been just a head gasket swap, but if the head was cracked, and most of these 2001 XJs do have the problematic 0331 head that was prone to cracking, well, then there could be some more problems lurking down below. With a cracked head, there could be some temp issues, or maybe you've seen some water or fuel in the oil. Pop the oil filter cap on the valve cover and take a look at the underside. If it looks milky at all, well, then you likely have a cracked head. A quick peek at the, at the dipstick may show this, too. Of course, it would be in your best interest regardless to have a compression check done to verify whether or not you have problems further down in the engine. Now, it does sound like you've covered a lot of these bases, Colby, but let's check a couple more. Most people will automatically assume it's the sending unit when they see a low oil pressure reading and will opt to replace it with whatever's on sale. Now, Jeeps are finicky when it comes to sensors, and the oil pressure sending unit is no exception. And it sounds like Colby followed our advice from shows prior and went with genuine Mopar sensors. Unfortunately, I have heard of a recent batch of these be bad right off the line, so you may have gotten a bad one out of the box or possibly someone else's return. Although rare, I guess it could be possible that your luck struck out twice in a row. But to verify this, you will need to read the oil pressure with a mechanical gauge, not an electrical one. Now, these can be rented from your local auto parts store, purchased from Harbor Freight or online, or can be borrowed from your local mechanic buddy, all relatively cheap or free. Now, this will verify whether or not the sending unit is even working properly or not, and of course, if your oil pump is doing what it's supposed to or not. Now, even if the readings are good, you could still have a sensor that is working just fine, and it's an issue with the wiring. The oil pressure sending unit receives a 5-volt supply voltage from the PCM, or power control module. The sensor contains a material that changes resistance when it's subjected to pressure, and this resistance modifies the supply voltage that is sent to the PCM as a signal. This signal is interpreted by the computer and is displayed as a pressure reading on the dash. Okay, now you know how this stuff works. The ground circuit is the tail end of the resistor, if you will, in this sensor. Without it, the sensor wouldn't function. Now, if you look at the wires at the oil pressure sending unit, there will be a violet wire with an orange stripe. This is the 5-volt supply voltage of the oil pressure sending unit. You can verify this with a multimeter. There'll be a gray wire with a yellow stripe. This is the signal from the oil pressure sending unit to the PCM. There'll be a brown wire with a yellow stripe, and this is the common ground circuit to the PCM. You should see good ground on this wire. Now, the signal wire is a straight shot to the PCM. The ground wire, however, has a splice to connect other sensor grounds in the wire loom just above the fuel injector manifold, and this can be a source of problems, guys. The 5-volt supply wire is in the same loom with its splice closer to the PCM. Next time you see the low, the low oil pressure problem, have a helper sit in the seat in the driver's seat and watch the gauge. With the engine running, wiggle the wire looms in the area of the fuel injector manifold and see if the injector if the oil pressure changes. Now be sure to wiggle the wires at the oil pressure sending unit connector too. Those looms have been known to move around and cause some chafing issues with some wires, which of course could lead to electrical problems. Now, taking your time and doing a thorough inspection of the wiring in the engine bay will be a tedious process, trust me, but it will give you some peace of mind or a starting point for repairs depending on what you find. Now, if the gauge moves while you wiggle, pinch, move, and squeeze the looms, well, then you know where your problem is and what the problem is. You'll need to find a bad, that bad section of wire and repair it. Now, be sure to take the time to refresh the grounds regardless of what you do. Most of the sensors in the OBD2 family share common grounds, and these all need to be in tip-top shape or the Jeep doesn't like it. Pay close attention to the ground points in the front of the oil filter, uh, in front of the oil filler uh, on the block, the ground strap on the driver's side by the uh, rear of the valve cover, and of course, the common ground points on the fender by the battery and the airbox. These should all be inspected, removed, cleaned, and reinstalled, making sure they all have clean, corrosion, and grime-free connections. In the end, you should find where the problem is, have a better understanding of how things work.
Start with the leaks, get those handled, do a compression check, and work your way through the electrical. Hopefully, this helps, and it won't cost you more than a weekend's worth of work and a small chunk out of the Jeep fund. Oh, and hey, Colby, be sure to let us know how things turn out, would you? And hey, Jeepers, if you would like to have your question answered here on the show, well, just shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line Tech Talk. So I was uh, monkeying around, so I apologize ahead of time if you already mentioned this. Uh, did you mention uh, bearing clearances? I did not mention bearing clearances, but that would uh, definitely be an issue as well. Um, but I would imagine that uh, you would have some other signs of, you know, like your main bearings going bad or, or you know, things like that if, uh, if that's the case. Oil pressure is, uh, is generated uh, by the, the oil pump. Oh, and the, another thing I heard uh, in that was that it was a high-flow milling oil pump. I've heard some bad things about using high flow. It's almost like using fancy spark plugs on a 4.0. It's, it's not generally a good thing. Um, so uh, it's just hearsay. I don't have any firsthand information, but a standard melling pump would probably be your best bet. Uh, for the 4.0s, they seem to last a really long time with the, the standard equipment on them. Uh, and uh, But bearing clearances is where you get your oil pressure from, that and the pump. So if the if the pump had an issue or the bearings weren't get or didn't have the proper clearance, they in other words there was too much clearance. The oil pressure is going to go down. But I like yeah, what the only, Josh. Only way to determine that though is going to be to tear the engine apart. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah you'd have to plastic gauge it and etc. So uh, put a mic on it. Uh, but uh, the uh, I like what Josh is saying because I think you're you're far more likely to find an electrical issue or a sensor issue. And here's a key thing you can listen for. If you don't hear those lifters, also called tappets, making noise, then you have enough oil pressure to the tappets to pump up those hydraulic lifters and your uh, rockers aren't slapping the valves. So if, if you're hearing a you know, a noise like sometimes you hear when the Jeep is cold, when it first gets started because the lifters aren't pumped up, then you, you do have some uh, low oil pressure. Because I think that's the last place the oil gets to uh, yep. And it takes a little bit for it to pump up those hydraulic lifters. So if you're not yep. hearing a, a ticking noise uh, from those lifters, then you you do have more oil pressure than probably have more oil pressure than what the gauge is telling you. I hate those damn gauges, Jeep. Uh, <laughs> Josh, the Jeep gauges on the uh, on the Jeep are just horrible. Uh, it, yeah, it, they they can be, and and especially since they're they're so dependent on on continuity and you know good ground and, and yeah. connectivity, and if you know something is not getting the connection that it should, even in the slightest little bit, the Jeep is going to let you know by doing all kinds of wonky stuff. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. I love that promo. I love hearing all the voices of all the, the folks out there in the in the Jeep world. Uh, and just Josh just saying, hey, where do you listen to the Jeep talk show? And people going, what? Just just go with it. Tell <laughs> <What>? me. <laughs> I love that, up. man. And just people look at me. They give me this, this cross look. Like, who are you and why do you have this microphone in my <laughs> it face? Was, <laughs> it was a great idea. I love it because it's uh, self-deprecating. It's like, who, who the hell do you think you are? But uh, if you guys want to get Josh out to those shows and the Jeep Fest so we can get more of these kind of promos and things, you need to go over to his GoFundMe site because he's got, I, I know, everything that we all, all would like to have, a Jeep fund. But, but Josh has had some medical issues uh, that he had. Uh, he was all excited like, uh, like a kid at, at Christmas. Hey, I got this I money really back from, from the IRS. No, I'm serious. <laughs> he got this money back from the IRS. Now I'm going to go fix my Jeep and get it back on the road and then oral surgery. And that's not. And then you, Murphy had something to say about it. <laughs> And that's not just when you talk about surgery. That means they actually go in and do some surgery in your mouth. So he lost all his funds. His Jeep has been sitting out there uh, torn apart. Uh, and uh, we're, we're trying to get him back on the road uh, so he can go to these uh, events, collect some information for us, some video, get back on the out there wheeling. Because we've had a couple of people talking bad about us in the background, Josh. Because yeah, Tammy's know. the I've only seen, one that I've wheels. I've seen some of the marks. No, I've seen some <laughs> of the remarks. It's it's it is embarrassing, guys. Especially because you know when we first started the show, I was extremely active yes. in the off road uh, in the off road world out here in the Northwest. 
And the last couple of years, I, I have had to take a back seat, and it is really getting to me. Uh, not being able to to be out and and engaging the wheelers and, and talking with uh, you know manufacturers and and, and people uh, business owners and stuff out here in the area, and, and just being a part of the off road industry and, and the off road scene here in the Pacific Northwest, and I can't do that from a Honda. <laughs> so it's 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 one of these things where it's like you know come on man I I gotta get this thing back and and up and running and I can get back out and. And get you guys some of these content, this content, and some of these interviews and stuff. So I mean, it's not like Josh isn't gainfully employed, but you guys know you, how you have to go paycheck to paycheck, and he just doesn't have any additional funds. So we don't ever really ask you guys for anything out of uh, nearly three hundred shows, other than the downloads, which we very, very much appreciate. But if you got five bucks that you don't have, that you can just donate, go over to GoFundMe.com/slash/save Josh's plural Josh's Jeep and you know, put a little money in there. Put a little comment. Give him some grief on uh, how many times is his Honda going to be stolen? <laughs> there's been or, a couple of guys. There's been a couple <laughs> people that actually have given me some grief too. So it's, it's been great. Some of the comments have been pretty funny. Yeah, actually, it's a lot of fun. Guys like doing the grief thing a lot. So uh, do that, and uh, you'll, I'm guarantee, I'll guarantee you'll feel better about yourself. Also, there's some goodies on there, and there, Josh. That uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm giving back, guys. I'm not just going to you know take and not and not give. So. Uh, if, uh, if you guys, uh, give to me, I'm going to make sure that I give back and I've got things set up as, as far as, you know, donation marks and, and, and amounts and whatever. So, uh, if you do something, I will do something back and it's all listed there on the site. <laughs> and it's legal stuff too. You might no, it's the, yes, throw it that stuff no, in nothing, there. nothing's <laughs> going to get either one of us in trouble. Trust me. <laughs> Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24 seven voicemail line. You guys know what to do. So at the beep, leave your message. Hey guys, it's retired staff sergeant Craig Owen. Just calling to give you an update. Um, I'm at about four hundred dollars. Um, it's been kind of slow. Um, really, nothing new to update you guys on. Um, I hope people will take a look at my GoFundMe site, and um, if they can't chip in five bucks, at least retweet it or send it out on Facebook. Thank you very much. So if you haven't been following this, uh, Craig is a retired staff sergeant, and he has a degenerative brain disease. Uh, he's trying to get enough money together to buy an old Jeep so that he can play around with while he still can, you know, while he can still drive. So he's sitting at home. Uh, his, uh, his, his wife goes off to work. His daughter goes to school, and he's sitting at home. So if, if you could just <laughs> donate $5 to his GoFundMe, it's going to brighten his day. Just because he's looking at this thing, this GoFundMe, how much, how much closer am I going to be to buying me a Jeep? And, you know, if you have an old Jeep that you want to get rid of, let us know and we'll see if we can't get it worked out where we can get that old Jeep over to Clyde. I'm sorry, Clyde. I got Clyde on the huh. brain. Uh, over to Craig. And then uh, maybe we can find some folks in the Kentucky area there around Craig and get it get it uh, set up for him. And we can use that those funds uh, that he's collected so far to get it running again. So let's help a uh, a retired uh, military vet uh, with degenerative brain disease. Let's give him a little helping hand. Uh, so just hey, go to GoFundMe.com uh, slash disabled veteran. And the disabled veteran is actually disabled dash veteran. It's all in uppercase. We'll have it in the show notes. Yeah, and if you guys are, uh, you know, kind of tossing up between uh, who's going to get your five bucks, uh, give it to him. Man. Oh, yeah. Give, give it to somebody who served before you give it to, you know, some talk show host. <laughs> but but Seriously. for But for $10, <laughs> you can give to both. <laughs> I know Josh is feeling bad about it, but but don't. It, it's, it's just one of those things, just asking, just letting people know. And if you can, great. If you can't, that's okay, too. But like he says, go over to Twitter. Uh, look for uh, uh, Craig William Owen on Twitter. And help retweet his requests so other people yeah. know about the GoFundMe. So uh, if you can't do one, do the other. Uh, better off, do both. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, like a lot of Jeep owners out there with the internet connection, I am uh, running short of cash and having a hard time funding my Jeep addiction. Go fund me for Nikki G. So uh, I decided <laughs> to get a part-time job to help uh, buy parts for my Jeep. And so I got a job at a orange juice factory, but it didn't last long. I got canned 
because I couldn't concentrate. Yeah, I found my joke book, baby. When are you going to have to try harder to hide it this time? Uh, Tammy's just in stunned silence. Uh, I was I was waiting for something, but not that. Not that. Your nine-year-old needs to listen to that. Yeah. (laughs) I can do better than that. (laughs) All right, Tammy. Oh, you got something new in your Jeep, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, Thanks to the great Jeep Talk Colin show. Um, Actually, we should call it Tammy's Shopping Hour. Um, (laughs) It's chat and shopping hour. Yeah. (laughs) Um, God, whenever we have a vendor, I go to their website and I'm like, ooh, ooh, look at all those. Yeah, but the vendors love it. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I decided, because, you know, I realized um, I have a black knit um, Jeep hat um, that I got from All Things Jeep. And it disappeared one day. And I usually keep it in my center console of Was there a D-ring in it? uh, No. (laughs) And I think, I well, I know someone stole it from my Jeep. Oh, no. Uh, I thought you found it. Okay. No, Uh, no. That's a shame. Now, I do have another one, but it took me months to get it because it was out of stock. That's crap. People Um, going in your Jeep and stealing stuff. I hate that. Yeah. So anyway, um, in the center console and the glove box are lockable. Um, I just probably maybe forgot to lock it because it's, you know, you would have to like really mess with it to, to get it open. But you can get them open when they're locked. So what I did is I purchased um, the Tuffy Products Security Console Insert. Um, and it's a fully enclosed one-eighth inch steel console insert and it provides security and convenience plus it still maintains the the factory center console um, and it's for the 2011 and older JKs and JKUs um, and it's a heavy duty lockable storage area to help protect your valuables from thieves hands now each console allows access um, to the factory which most Jeeps, I think, have at the USB and the power source console inside, but it does not replace the, co- the factory lid, um, so it has that complete stock look. It has a pry guard locking system with 10 tumbler double-bitted security key. Oh. It's a completely enclosed steel console used in conjunction with the factory console. Um, there's like a little iPod tray that can also double as a coin or pen tray. I oh, actually have wow. my That's fancy. Yeah, I have my um, my key for my wheels in there. Um, it's a drop-in insert. Um, it's so so easy to install. You can go over to my blog right now, JeepMama.com, and I have step-by-step pictures, and I also have a Jeep Mama install video. Um, which really, it doesn't need an install video because it's so easy, but I just, I had fun with it. Um, there's a little cutout, like I said, where you can um, use that factory USB power source um, in, uh, plug-in. Um, it requires minor disassembly of the console that you have. That you have to remove some plastic parts and you won't ever use them again. Um, and it's double or durable texture power coat and it's got grade A mounting hardwire. So you can also, um, make it more secure by using these grade A bolts and like drilling into your console, which I didn't do that. Um, because if somebody really wants to take it that bad, um, you got a serious sleep on your hands. Um, anyway, I post, like I said, I posted the step-by-step directions on my website i so far this has been awesome um i have two keys one i leave in the house one i have on my key ring um it's super durable it's secure and like right now i give it five stars um i've had it in for i don't know what a week i think so we'll see how it goes i'll update you guys later on as i use my jeep and my console more and more right now i have my valuables in it so you didn't bolt it down to the to the body of the Jeep. Is that what you're saying? Well, you you bolt it down to the the outside of the or the the console that it's in. Yeah, the in. plastic thing. Yeah. No, I didn't do that because it's actually 
bolted it is bolted on the hinge part it's bolted to the console and then you put the lid on top of that so it is it's not like you somebody could just pull it out you'd have to take a screwdriver uh well actually not a screwdriver um you a, a torque pry bar in there you'd have to destroy half the right. interior to get that thing out well right i've seen I've or seen, you have a torque screwdriver and yeah. you take out I, the four screws i've seen what people do to stereos uh, getting stereos out of a dash right so the, uh, my, the, the the direction I'm going here is, my next question is, how much was this thing, Tammy? Oh, gosh. Was, was it, it like 60 bucks? Oh, was it? I was thinking it was 200 and something. Because no, I, I was going to say, it. I would have bolted it down just so nobody stole the, <laughs> the Tuffy lockbox. Besides, I'm, I'm go besides how embarrassing would that be? <laughs> well, you know, another thing you could do would be to lock tight the threads of those screws that oh, they yeah, used to mount it with, kind of making it even right. harder. For, so even if they did have the tool, they're going to have to really be wrenching at it for a minute to, to break loose the, the, the Loctite and get those threads all the way out. And Tammy, this is perfect if you still have that Loctite glue that you could use. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the super glue? The super glue. Um, <laughs> you forgot it. You got nothing to do with it. So there you go. I will say, I mean, for the most part, my Jeep is in my garage. So is mine. Um, How about that? So one, of yeah. the, so one of the kids stole it is what you're saying. Stole, stole um, the hat. <laughs> well, I didn't, I don't think it, my console was locked, but, or I, I mean, I like all day at work, I can see my Jeep. Um, oh, you're one of those. Got a disorder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's there's very few times where my Jeep is not in my sight. So I felt like just those four screws were enough for me. So but me, other people who may have to leave their Jeeps out on the street at night and oh stuff, gee. they may. I would can, I would suggest you that's bolt horrible. It in. So uh, let me ask you. I don't know if anybody ever walks up to your Jeep, especially if you've lifted it and put some tires on it, and put the bumpers and stuff on it. Uh, you know, people have a tendency to walk over to Jeeps and and just check them out friendly. You know, oh, they yeah. just look right. But if you're if you're monitoring your Jeep from like work, at first your head kind of goes off to the side and you're looking, you're staring. Like what are they if, doing? And then if they get closer to it, you start you get halfway out of the chair because you're getting ready to run. <laughs> <laughs> and people are looking at you going, Oh, somebody's looking at the Jeep. Look, <laughs> I can tell. And then they, you know, then they turn around and walk away and you slowly sit back down in the chair, go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stuff that's right I, keep walking that's right <laughs> <laughs> i've got a screwdriver and i'm not afraid to use it uh any, anything um, like that tammy you, you go through any of those stages oh yeah <laughs> it's funny always um, um it's about a hundred bucks that's yeah, not bad i thought it was yeah. more expensive i thought it was a lot more expensive well you so, can get the whole console oh i bet you that's um, what i was thinking that's like 400 and some dollars yeah now, see, this is what's going to piss them off, Tammy. You know, it was easy pickings last time. They didn't even have to pick a lock. Next time, they're going to go over there and pop it open. Now, you can't see any of the insert, right? It's all closed inside the factory. Oh, yeah. It looks just like normal. <laughs> so it's, they're going to go over there, pop that thing open, and go, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, now you're going to take damage because they're going to damage it on the way out. Did you have it, uh, I guess you had it open at the time. The doors weren't locked or? Yeah, uh, well, it could have been when my top was down, windows down. I don't know. You don't worry and about I, the rain for that, uh, especially sitting there in the parking lot? Well, no, today I had the top down. I don't. I didn't have it all the way down, but I did have it above the passenger seats. And we're in the meeting and I'm like, oh, no. And they all looked <laughs> at me and I go running out of the room outside because it was raining. And oh, I had to put the top gee. down, yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah, great top, toughy products, but if, if you've been around uh, Jeep or four-wheel drives for any, t any time at all, you've heard of Tuffy. Uh, great interview. Oh, gee, I don't remember what interview, uh, what uh, episode that was. Well, anyway, if you go over to the jeeptalkshow.com website and use that little search thing and just put in Tuffy, you'll be able to go over there and listen to the Jeep Talk call-in show where we interviewed uh, the, uh, the gentleman from uh, Tuffy Products and get a lot Eric. more information. Yeah, Eric with Tuffy Products, episode 48. Perfect. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Good God, it's hot. I think it is uh, 80 something degrees at 11 o'clock at night here in South Texas. Jeez. Let me double check that. I think it's actually, they were calling for it to be 90. 
We are getting a little slight break from the heat out here, thank goodness. And actually, has Kathy, it rained yet? Uh, well, I'm going to say yes. I, I, I don't <laughs> want to call it like a full rain. There was measurable rain, but I, I think most of it evaporated before it had a chance to hit the ground. So um, I would say barely measurable. Uh, and enough to, for us to uh, uh, you know, not not hit our record, but uh, in, at least we got some rain and at least a little bit of a break from this you know, 100 degree heat that we had for a week. Well, I'm feeling cooler. It's only 86 degrees right now at 11 o'clock at night in southeast Texas. I know all our friends out in you know Arizona or you know deep south or whatever. It's like it's 107 year round here. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Big deal. But it's like negative six percent humidity, so it doesn't count. Anyway, we we got 100 percent humidity here. We swim everywhere we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Mi- I do not miss that humidity of the south. Yeah, not yeah. at all. So, anything exciting? Well, by the way things are going, I'm probably not going to be able to uh, uh, participate in this year's summer uh, wheeling season, uh, mostly because, well, all of Oregon is is all but shut down uh, as far as recreational areas go. Uh, Well, one... Because of this damn eclipse, and and two because it's it's uh, it's been so long without without rain that that everything's just a tinderbox, and so they're really worried about the slightest spark of, from anything. They're just not taking really? any chances. So nobody's so everything been able is to just go shut wheeling? down. Well, that's the we thing. Can't, with, you with, can't even have a fire pit in a in a in a uh, you know designated fire ring or whatever. They're not even allowing um, uh, the briquette barbecues in the national forests right now. Because they're so paranoid about about fire starting. So well, this is why Steve can't, had to cancel his uh, his uh, eclipse oh, view. Yeah. Couldn't, yep. couldn't go is out there. Is it because and camp? Pe- they don't want people to have campfires, or is it because they don't want people wheeling and well, both? I mean, well, imagine from- imagine you dragging you know a control arm across a rock, and there'd be just enough Sparks. speed and and stuff to create a spark, and that's all you need. When we haven't had any rain and for so long. It's just everything that's out in the woods right now is so dry. They, they call it, you know, the amount of fuel that's out there. Oh. And Oregon is just nothing but fuel as far as wildfires uh, go. And, so, a, and a catalytic converter, especially if one, it's, yeah, it's, it's clogged a little bit. Thinking, exactly. It'll, it'll go up then to 2,000 or 3,000 degrees. Yeah, and then you start talking wow. about the you know the bikes and the quads and the side-by-sides out there as well. God, what are all get, those you know, jeepers doing? You, you get somebody that you know might be drinking while they're wheeling, and they just don't think about it. They throw their cigarette out the window, and next thing you know, the whole forest is burned down. So, yeah, it's better just to keep uh, keep everybody out of there than uh, tell yeah. them to be careful. Unfortunately, so. But good thing about this is is that you know the rain will come back here relatively soon. This is the Pacific Northwest, after all. You know, it's Oregon, Washington area. We do get plenty of rain. Oh, so it's, it's going to be um, a tsunami. Be, <laughs> it's going to be a freaking <laughs> mud pit. This yeah. fall is what it's going to be. Exactly. So yeah, it's uh, I'll, I'll definitely be uh, be around for for some of that, and and if everything goes as planned as I'm hoping, then uh, at least be able to participate in some uh, some winter wheeling and, and some snow wheeling this year. First, it'll be the rains, then it will be the locust, and then uh, Moses will show up and part all the waters. And yeah, it, it's you know anytime there's an extreme, it's followed usually followed by more extremes. Good time to have a working jeep. So. Yep, no, yep. Sure. Rub it in. Rub are, it in. Are you, yeah, well, are even. You, are, you, <laughs> are you anywhere close to uh, getting the head work done? Yes, yes. In fact, um, as you were mentioning it uh, earlier in the show, um, earlier this afternoon, got a donation that came in and has officially put us over the halfway mark. Oh, so, excellent. Yeah, so uh, definitely, I, I suppose, a milestone has been reached. Um, uh, but, you know, is, is it enough to get all the work done? No, but we are getting closer to getting some of the work done. So, um, I'm at a toss up point right now, whether or not I want to, you know, spend some of this money right away and get some parts underneath the belt so that I can, you know, at least have them here. Or if I just want to get the head work and the machine work done and get that done and then worry about the parts later. So uh, kind of, uh, at this toss up right now, which, which way I'm going to go, but I'm going to make the decision this weekend. Well, I think you're busy all the time. Uh, I would look at it like, you know, for me, so my, uh, myself personally, I would look at it like, well, if I can get the head work done and then get the head on there then uh, I'm that much closer to the other stuff won't be as involved, I don't think. Well, unfortunately, I can't put the head on there until I get some of these other parts like the lifters and the and the, and the connecting oh, rods. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Push rods, rather. So it, it's, it's like, so do it, I? It looked really pretty as a paperweight on your desk. Oh, work. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I wouldn't necessarily want a freshly machined and dialed in head just sort of sitting on my right. workbench for, you know, yeah. another two or three months or, you know, whatever it's going to be until I can get it installed. So 
it's just some of the things that I'm sort of no, mulling around. You're right. And, and I, what I may do is just have the shop hold on to it. Be like, okay, as long as you guys aren't going to, you know, charge me any storage fees for having my head on your shelf, then, you know, you know, just hold on to it until I'm ready. And then, you know, I'll give you guys the, the final check or whatever. And we'll, you know, we'll make this happen. But, uh, yeah, or, I got Or maybe get them to do it and then just uh, store it properly. That way you don't have to worry about it deteriorating. Yeah. Because I know you can put them in a bag, oil them up, put them in a bag. They last for a long time. Put them on your desk at work. Oh, I think that would be fun just to look at. You know, if you can't drive it, you could at least hands yeah, are, really. Good reach Lord, over, play with the valve every now and again. They're and beautiful. Right. Whenever you get them back from the shop, they, oh, are, they are just they are. They absolutely are go- gorgeous. Uh, so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, I'm sorry, Tame, I interrupted you about five minutes ago. What were you going to say? I don't remember. That was five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> So what's hey, going Tim, on with are you? you? Gonna, are you going to be anywhere within the uh, the viewing area of the eclipse where you're going to be at? Actually, um, yeah, we're going to be um, like in the 92% viewing where it's going to be 92% blackout or whatever eclipsing. Nice. I, I think yeah. I'm right about 96 or 97%. I yeah, think wow. they're, they're expecting a, a minute 40 something of, of, uh, of darkness or whatever. So Right. Yeah. yeah, we're going to um, the Outer Banks for a couple of days. Um, our friends are going there, and I'm like, oh, yes, the beach, and we can drive the Jeep on the beach, and I was outvoted again. <laughs> Jeep you, will be in the garage. You need to expand sadly. your vote. Your, your, uh, I know. My your voting privileges? No, no. Yeah. To, <laughs> oh, my constituents? Yeah, you need to get Ask, more people involved. Right. The dog can vote. <laughs> I'll get a pet spider. I'm, I'm thinking about the 8 billion people you got following you on uh, Google+. Plus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think my kids will go for that. Um, and I was so excited. On my birthday, I forgot to mention this to you, you guys, um, I got another package from the Jeep Badge of Honor. Oh, um, wow. And I'm like, yay, another one of my badges come in. Finally. But it wasn't, it was another Hell's Revenge. They sent me two. Which I don't need to, because I only did it once. I think they messed up. But I, you did it better than anyone else, so they. Gave I guess two. I did. So they're they're like, you did such a good job. Actually, they um, gave one for you as the driver, and they gave one for the Jeep for the uh, the people that own the Jeep. Well, that's what I was thinking of doing. I think I might <laughs> mail this to um, Outlaw Jeep Tours and have them put it on their Jeep. Hmm. So. You need to get. Um, uh, you need to figure out a way to put Jeep Mama on there though first. Where it'll, oh, yeah. where it'll stay. <laughs> put oh, it in yeah. Sharpie. Jeep Mama. No. Um, but anyway, so I'm still waiting for two more of those. And um, oh, which Trying ones? to figure out um, fins and things and poison spider. Oh yeah, from uh, from your yeah, trip out there to help, Moab. From okay. Moab. Yep. So um, other than that, I'm just trying to figure out when my next off-roading adventure is going to be. Uh, I would vote for Outer Banks. So the Outer uh, Banks thing is is like a beach area. Is that? Uh, oh yeah, it's um, it's just where we're staying. We're going to be in Duck, North Carolina, was which is just north of Kitty Hawk. But you have to drive a little <laughs> further north. Yeah, I remember. It, that now. And it's yeah, it's just um, it's just driving on the beach. I've never taken my Jeep on the beach. But to be honest with you, I really don't have a desire to do that. Huh. Um, Actually, I know a lot of people take their Jeeps on the beach and they just park them and then they sit out there and they hang out on the beach. I'm yeah. just not really a, a beach well, actually, sitting around doing nothing doing kind of your, person. Uh, you're doing your Jeep a favor by not having it around all that salt water. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. So especially um, with all the salt that you have to go through during the wintertime. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not that upset. I just, I'm not really a, a well, it sucks. kind no, of gal. There's nothing, yeah. It's not like you have an old Jeep that may not make it. It's a brand new Jeep that has know, new stuff on it. And Well, they say it's on the, it's very uncomfortable in the past or in the back. It is a lot cooler than anything else that you could have to go out there. I know. I, I just want to go out there so I can drive topless. Well, I just, you know, my oldest daughter... To my surprise, because she's she likes to do a lot of things, she does not like driving uh, or riding in the jeep uh, with the top off. Bothers her. Oh, sh- does not really? like it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. My kids are like, it's cold back here. It's cold, so I store blankets under the seats. I'm like, well, get a blanket. 
and they're both under the blanket, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, they're you know, in, their, in all fairness, Tammy, you know, putting your kids in the backseat of your Wrangler topless in December in Pennsylvania well, probably isn't true. the best idea. Yeah, no, shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> she's, re- <laughs> yeah. she's, she's renamed her kids Frost and Bite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're not going back inside until your lips are good and purple. Right. <laughs> So let me see if I can uh, run through this really quick. It's uh, kind of a pseudo-tech segment. So here recently, and I think I told you about this uh, on the chat on Google Hangouts uh, earlier this week, uh, I'm driving home uh, from work uh, Monday, this this past Monday, and the check engine light comes up on my uh, Jeep 1998 Jeep Cherokee Dash. Well, that happens from time to time, and I was just hoping it wasn't going to be a, uh, a transmission issue because that's what it was last time. It was uh, the torque converter wasn't locking up. So, uh, if you guys don't know, you can check your uh, lock uh, whether or not the torque converter is locking or not just by simply driving down the road, looking at your RPM gauge. You know, if you've got one on your Jeep, and then tapping the brake. Not not stepping on the brake, but just tapping it enough to make the brake light brake lights come on. And you will see the RPMs jump up about, I don't know if it's 500 or 1,000 RPMs, but you'll see it jump up. And that tells you that the RP, that the torque converter has unlocked, but it was locked. And then if you uh, watch it, you'll see it drop back down after a few seconds of driving. So I tried that, and sure enough, the torque converter was locked up. Uh, but, you know, it always could be acting uh, incorrectly or not getting the proper signal. So I drove on, uh, and I have about a 22-mile uh, commute uh, one way going home. So I got home. Left the Jeep running. Uh, I didn't have the little OBD2 uh, nub that I keep in my Jeep. I had it over in, on the TJ. So I left the the, the 98 uh, XJ running, got the, the little Bluetooth uh, OBD2 nub out of the TJ, hooked it up, got on my Torque app on my phone, pulled up the, the code, and it was a P, uh, I think it's P0340, or maybe it's just P340. Looked it up on the phone, and it says uh, that it is a bad cam position sensor or at least it said that there was a problem with it and it can be the circuit it could be the wiring yada 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 so it's very hot down here as i may have mentioned so i decided that i'm just going to go in the house and i'll come back out here and look at this later that i actually think i have a spare uh cam position sensor not crank position sensor but cam that's in the distributor uh or it's in the little uh i don't know a little stock that they put on the 2000 and 2001 that isn't technically a distributor, but it does have the uh, the cam position sensor in it. So went in the house, uh, came back out three or four hours later. It was still hot as a firecracker outside, but I needed to check on this because uh, oh, and I forgot to mention, I tried restarting the Jeep after I had uh, turned it off, and it would not start. Absolutely would not start. Ran fine, but would not start. So came back out, uh, took the uh, the distributor cap off, and uh, um, popped the uh, cam position sensor off. And lo and behold, the pulse ring, which is part Uh-oh. of the distributor, was no longer connected to the distributor. Oh, boy. That's not good. So if you don't know what the pulse ring does, the pulse ring spins around with the distributor. It's a big piece of metal, and it goes in between uh, where the sensor reads it as a, uh, just a, as a pulse. Because it's got a magnet. Uh, the, the sensor has a magnet, and it sees that piece of metal and sends a pulse to the, to the computer. So without that uh, pulse ring attached to the distributor, it wasn't spinning in the right timing for it to be picked up by the sensor. And the computer says, I don't know what the hell this is because it ain't right. So apparently, whenever the, um, the sensor, the cam position sensor doesn't work, your 4.0 liter engine will not start. But if it's running, you're okay. I mean, I drove it a good uh, 10 or 15 miles with that code. So I looked at it, and I couldn't understand why it was no longer connected. It had like these little bits of plastic that the, the holes of this metal contraption would fit on, the pulse ring would fit on, but there was nothing there, no screws, which in, in retrospect, you probably don't want to have metal screws on something that's reading a magnetic pulse. So it was, it was affixed inside the distributor with uh, basically this plastic stuff. So anyway, I got me some duct tape. I put the thing in the position that I thought it should be in, put it all back together, and tried starting it. Started. So I'm good. So I pulled it open, marked it, duct taped it again properly, double checked to make sure it would start, still started. So then I went and got one of those two tube, or actually in my case, two two different bottles of epoxy that you have to mix up 
<laughs> made me a nice a big big puddle got me one of the one of these disposable brushes that i have and just slathered the epoxy all underneath and all over the top of this pulse were you afraid that that would like affect absolutely but that's a risk that you have to take uh the, the and don't get me wrong the the solution for this is a new distributor so i knew i was going to be ordering a new distributor what i was trying to do was do a repair so that i could still drive the jeep right i mean i have other vehicles i can try but that always puts somebody out and you never know when there may be an emergency so it's just a i, I just like the idea of just being able to fix it myself continue on and then if something happens i still have the backup so i, right. I, I epoxy i would hell just out be afraid it. to put that stuff in my jeep yeah, well, I mean, uh, if you if you think about it, it was just pressed into the plastic that was melted, uh, holding it in place. So the right. epoxy is basically doing the same thing. It's uh, it's non magnetic. It doesn't carry. A, it won't carry a current. Uh, you know, so it, it's not really anything different than the plastic, except okay. instead of having uh, like five connection points, I'm making the whole surface a connection point, and it probably is uh, sturdier than what it was before. Uh, after thinking about it. So anyway, uh, I, uh, I I bumped it. Uh, I'm sorry. Did no, I didn't. I waited till the next morning. Yeah, because I didn't want to try that thing with the glue still wet. Oh no, that's what I did. I left it open and let it dry for 30 minutes, and then after it was because it takes 30 minutes to set, uh, eight hours to to completely harden. So after 30 minutes, I went ahead and put it all back together and just started it for just a brief second, and it started right up, turned it off, and then left it alone the rest of the night. Got out there in the morning, started right up, went to work, watched the damn dash the whole way. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> got to got to the parking garage at work, uh, turned it off, and started it up again. And I went, and then I'm thinking, what if that was the the one start that killed it? That's now yeah, it's right. now it's loose. It's never going to start again. <laughs> and I have no epoxy. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was telling you on chat, Josh, I think that uh, for the trail repair kit, uh, you may have to add. Uh, some epoxy or at least some duct tape and uh, a Phillips screwdriver so you could open it up and uh, fix that uh, that pulse ring. I have never in my life on any of the forums uh, and personally never experienced having the pulse ring separate from yeah. the distributor before. I have never yeah, heard of that. that's a new one. That's a new one. I've, I've, I haven't seen this. I mean, I've seen them, you know, the wires just disintegrate yeah. and, and the, you know, blow apart and grenade and stuff like that. But I, yours is definitely a unique one, man. I've never seen that happen before. So it's like the little tops of the plastic. I mean, whenever they formed the little, uh, I won't call them screws, but you know, whenever the, it has that, like a head of a screw on the, uh, the, 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 I don't know, it's a little circle of plastic. Those little yeah. heads were all gone. So the only thing that was left was the little nub part that would stick in the hole. So you could put it on the little nubs, but there was nothing to hold it on there. And apparently there was no damage to the uh, to the sensor either. I didn't see any damage to it at all. I think it just was in in there and spinning, but because it wasn't attached, it wasn't in the right position uh, in the distributor. So anyway, so are you thinking you thinking you're going to have to uh, replace the entire distributor, or can you just replace that that pickup ring? Well, uh, I found that in the uh, newer, the ones that were I'm sorry, the older uh, Cherokees, the pre ninety seven. You yeah. can buy a pulse ring. It's a different design, and it actually presses into place. If I read it, read the thing correctly, uh, but they do not sell pulse rings for ninety seven, ninety eight, uh, ninety nine uh, Jeep Cherokees, and I think it's the same. Dis no, it's not the same distributor for a four liter. Uh, I think the pulse ring. Well, I don't remember. Anyway, for the four point oh, the six cylinder. Uh, they do not sell pulse rings as far as I could find. And I looked at uh, Rock Auto. I looked at uh, Summit uh, Racing. Of course, Amazon. Uh, nothing about a pulse ring part. It all seems to be a, a part of the distributor. So anyway, the, the new distributor uh, arrived here today. But like I was telling you in chat, I'm kind of curious how long this will last. <laughs> It'll probably go 200,000 miles. Oh, no. I mean, I would look into having a replacement or something you know, around, uh, just in case. Yeah, I got you it. Know? I mean, maybe try your luck. You got triple a, if nothing else. Yeah. So. Well, and, and after I, you know, you get braver after you get back and forth several times and after, uh, going back and forth and thinking about it, I'm thinking, you know, it had those five little plastic nubs holding it down and I got this epoxy all over it. Like I said earlier, it's probably a better connection now than it was from the factory. Hmm. 
Anyway, we'll see. I have it. I'm just a little nervous about getting the timing just right by dropping that distributor in because it can be very uh, tedious. And it yeah. is it is kind of warm out there tonight. So anyway, if you guys have had any problems with a pulse ring separation on your 97, uh, uh, 98 or 99 uh, Cherokee, let us know because I'd like to hear about it. Like I said, I couldn't find anything mm-hmm. online about it. All right, Josh, I think we're uh, time to, it's time for us to get over to some wheeling wear. Yeah, we're going to talk about some events that are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. We got some good ones here for you uh, this evening as soon as I scroll down and get to the right spot in the show notes, uh, which seemed to... There it is. There we go. All right. Rugged Ridge is presenting the Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion happening August 24th through the 26th. Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, for more information. Head over to GreatSmokyMountainJeepInvasion.com. That should be a good one, guys. I uh, also have the Rock Vixen Off-Road Meet and Greet happening August 26th. Happening at the uh, Toys for Trucks and Desert Barn Brewery Center in Esperia, California. If you'd like to learn more information about this event, well, head over to Facebook and check out. Just do a search for Rock Vixen Off-Road Meet and Greet. Should be a fun one. We have Ocean City Jeep Week happening August 24th through the 27th. Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, for more information, head over to OceanCityJeepWeek.com. And Nito Tire is presenting the 2017 Sand Sports Super Show September 15th through the 17th at the OC Fair and Event Center in Costa Mesa, California. For more information on this, head over to SandsportsSuperShow.com. And hey, have you been to a Jeep event recently? Let us know what you thought and what you saw. Call our 24-7 voicemail line at 530-675-4102. Leave a message night or day. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, don't forget to take our survey. Just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. And, you know, don't forget your PIN number, all those things that we always like to have. Hey, and don't forget, include us in your tweets. You can hashtag Jeep Talk Show. And to see your tweet on YouTube, use use the live hashtag JTS Live. That's hashtag Jeep Talk Show and hashtag JTS Live. Hell, use them both. uh, It'll show up one way or another. And we love hearing from you guys. Love hearing from all of our listeners. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and Google+. Just go to your favorite social media site and search for the Jeep Talk Show. You'll find us. Oh, and join us on the Jeep Talk Forum. Pictures, stories, more detail, how-to, or ask questions of the host. That's jeeptalkforum.com. Hey, and you know what? You can call us anytime and just leave us a voicemail at 530 675 4102 and you know what you'll even hear it on the show and don't forget we have a free app for your phone or your tablet just go to the apple store or google play and search for jeep talk show once installed be sure to check the box download latest three episodes you'll have hours of entertainment with or without internet access jeep talk show is a live show every thursday at 10 p.m central time join us for the live show at youtube.com slash jeep talk show Hey, and if you're shopping online and you're going to make a purchase or you're at Amazon, be sure to go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first. Hey, folks, and don't forget to check out my blog. It's jeepmama.com, and you can follow me on my great Jeep journey I'm on. If you'd like a voice for your product or business, be sure to find me at thevoiceofjosh.com. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Until next week, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Friend us on Facebook. Circle us like vultures on Google+. And above all else, be sure to tell a friend about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. So, no matter where you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots and wheeling destination in as good, if not better, condition than they were when we arrived. Remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the Tread Lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, just head over to www.treadlightly.org. Good night. See you guys next week. Join us Tuesday, too. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>